We are seven days away from Chicago Bulls Media Day and 14 days away from the Chicago Bulls playing their first preseason game. We're going to talk about things that I want to see from the Bulls in this upcoming season, and we're going to dive into the mailbag. All that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first up, we're going to talk about things that I want to see from the Chicago Bulls in next season before we get into the mailbag, which is going to be the majority of today's episode. And really when it comes down to it, right, there are a couple of things that I want to see this Bulls team do and use training camp to, you know, achieve and then see, you know, the foundation of that kind of, you know, uh, laid in the preseason. And that is first, the Chicago Bulls having a goddamn identity, right? That's what the first thing that I want to see from the Chicago Bulls team, you know, use this training camp uh, period for, you know, it's good to see the Bulls like go out there and play baseball and do the team building uh, things and all that type of stuff. It's really good to see that, right? And we know that this has been a team that has enjoyed and like each other like each other this is a team that does get along both on and off the court but when it comes down to it this Bulls team needs an edge they need a spark plug they need they need something that just is and emphasizes the Chicago Bulls style of play and we haven't had that in a while right it's it's we've, we've fought by the edge of our seats uh while you know the, the initial season of DeMar DeRozan if anything were to look at that it was really like that and him you know making big plays and stepping up in big moments the big shots that he made things like that and we had a little brief period of it when Lonzo Ball was there and just how this team really got out in transition and you know their defense uh caused easy offense for them and things like that like well, this team hasn't had an identity since then. And so, you know, really, you know, I've talked about Javon Carter and, you know, Torrey Craig and the edge that they bring to this team. But overall, we need this team to understand the importance of really setting and having an identity and tone and, and consistent level of play. Like, what is, what is this Chicago Bulls team going to be known for other than struggling, right? And that's what we need to see. Stop giving up the big leads, but you need some edge, right? You need some of that. And so I want to see the Chicago Bulls team really develop identity early, right? And a similar identity to what we had when Pat Bev was here, but like want that to be for the whole season. And then on the outside of that, I want to see an evolution for the Chicago Bulls offense this year. We need an evolution, right? Whether that means playing through Vooch, do more inside out type thing, whether that means, you know, getting out in transition and playing at a faster pace is something that we've talked about as well. And yes, the Bulls can play at a faster pace, even with Nikola Vucevic on the team. He actually does well on more fast-paced teams. So, you know, there I already know there's going to be some some keyboard warriors typing on that one. But, like, whatever it is, I want to see evolution from the Chicago Bulls offense, right? Run more, um, you know, catch-and-shoot opportunities for Zach Levine. I operate more Vooch on, on, you know, on post-ups, but, you know, diving post-ups where he can get really going and kind of working the thing that really – you know, uh, brings his game together, right? Have more players move off ball. That is something that literally, for going on now three years, right? Three seasons, I should say. Podcast has only been around for two years, but three seasons, I sh- I, I've been saying the same thing. Move without the goddamn ball. Come on, man. The only player that moves consistently without the ball is Alex Caruso, right? I do think we're going to get a little bit more of that now with Javon Carter, with Torrey Craig. I think that that's going to come along some some as well. But evolution from the Chicago Bulls offense, no matter what that means, right? Evolution, growth, 
change, right? That also puts a bit of that ownership on Billy Donovan to come up with a scheme that better utilizes the skill set of the players that he has here on that roster, right? That's what we want to see. And then lastly, I want to see a step to a leap from a lot of the young players, right? We need to see uh, Kobe White take a step up from even what he did last year. We need to see Patrick Williams, and we actually have a voicemail on what I think would be a nice step up for Patrick Williams this year, right? Can Daylon Terry get on the court? How's Io DeSumo going to get consistent minutes on this team, right? Does Julian Phillips carve out a role for himself? But uh, you ne- we need to start seeing some of these young players stay- take those consistent steps, right, so that they can be kind of banked on more and what they're going to be able to give. And a big part of it through Patrick Williams, right, and especially Patrick Williams and what he can do defensively and being an energy guy and getting out the- his own way Uh, mentally you're not going to get a lot of shots on this team and that is okay but there are so many other aspects at the game of basketball that Patrick Williams can absolutely thrive at if his mentality is correct and in the right space so that's what we want to see um from you know from from uh you know some of the young players and one of the things that I want to see as well and overall coaching as well we we need to be a, a better coach team and that doesn't mean I'm not expecting somebody to be fucking Phil Jackson out there right but I'm expecting like just use what you have better right Come up with it. Can we inbound the ball a little bit better, right? I'm really excited. Leading up to media day is always kind of the unofficial start of the season. Um, and then, you know, you have you have a week of, of training camp, and then we're right to the preseason at that point in time. And we will be talking about Bulls basketball in two weeks' time. Two weeks' time. <laughs> like, that's, that's 14 days. We will be talking about Bulls basketball. We will be back having live post-game shows pregame shows we will be back rocking and rolling in 14 days i'm excited i hope you guys are excited as well and we'll see what we got from this bulls team uh coming up then but let's go ahead and jump into the mailbag for today this first voicemail this one's from shay yo hayes what's up man look i know a lot of people are coming up with their predictions and all that i'm gonna make a bold prediction you may call me stupid and you may call me crazy, blah, blah, blah. I don't give a fuck. But I'm predicting. I know this is a bold one, but fuck it. I'm going to do it anyway. Patrick Williams will make a defensive team this upcoming season. Now, look, I know you're going to call me crazy. Whatever. Woo, I don't give a shit. But this motherfucker, he definitely, I don't know about him taking a huge leap offensively, but defensively, I think that he will make a second or first team all defense. Hey, man. Tell me what you think. Peace. Pete Wilder making all defensive team this season. I, you know, I, Shay, first of all, Shay, why do you curse like a four, like a 14-year-old kid? Like, you, 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 your curse words don't even make sense. You just throw them in there, and it don't even make sense, bro. Like, but no, I agree with you on this one. I got to throw, Shay's my little brother. I got to throw Shay some shade. But uh, no, I think Patrick Williams making an all-defensive team this season would be showing that growth that a lot of people want. Like, I know you're going to get still some fans because they still doubt Alice Caruso right and there's some just idiotic fans in the way that they look to look at Alice Caruso but like I think that ultimately when it comes down to it like Patrick Williams if he's able to get on the all defensive team this season that means that he has taken that uh, a step right in the right direction and it's not all about scoring so many people look focused so much on scoring nowadays and I get it that's the easiest thing especially for box score watchers and those that don't actually watch the game of basketball it's easier for them to kind of talk about a player's value when they're talking about what they did scoring-wise. But Patrick Williams, the fact of the matter is he has so much potential and so many ways that he can thrive that making an all-defensive team, I don't even think that that's a bad 
uh, desire to want to see from Patrick Williams this season. I don't think that's bad at all. I think that Patrick Williams is going to get more than enough opportunities to be on a, on a defensive team, right? He may not get enough shots to do some other things, right? But, it, but what he can do defensively, what he can do rebounding-wise, what he can do block shots-wise, right? Those are the things still in getting out in transition, right? Those are the things that we want to see from Patrick Williams. And if he's able to make an all-defensive team this season, I don't care which all-defensive team it is, if Patrick Williams is able to do that, that to me says that this season was that step in the right direction, another step that we want to see. Because I think that leap that a lot of people want to see from Patrick Williams is still a year or so off. But let's start making those steps to where we can start seeing the groundwork and foundation laid for Patrick Williams in those areas. And I think that an all-defensive first team is a great marker for that. Shout out to Shay on that one. Let's get into the next one. This one's from the 312. Hey, what's up, Paige? I ain't been watching the show in a minute. And Andy and I peep at the show, because you know, I don't like the other little uh, talk shows that people, the other people have, because they always got this this thing where the on the Bulls' information that they think Yours is more legit, and that's why I, I kind of listen to you a lot, and sometimes I catch the videos. But I'm with the, the Tyler Hero thing for Lonzo Ball, because Lonzo, I don't care. That, that's over, bro. That's over. I don't care how much he say he he coming back. That's that's dead. That's dead. Um, but what what I really am tired of hearing is that fucking – James Harding thing. Nobody wants James Harding ball hogging ass. No defense. No show in the playoffs. We've seen it everywhere he went. I wish they quit talking about that, man. That is so a dead conversation there. James Harden, no, I wouldn't give up nobody for James Harden. He can stay where he at. I kind of like our team. Uh, we just got to gotta get it done. But what you think about that? Tyler Hero. Oh, well, you said the Lonzo Ball dead contract thing. Like, and, and, you know, I would if the Bulls are able to use Lonzo Ball's contract to bring in any type of talent that we can use now, like I said with the Tyler Hero thing, I'm not mad at it. Is Tyler Hero a perfect player? No. Does Tyler Hero bring everything that the Chicago Bulls need? No. But if they're able to somehow bring in Tyler Hero using mainly that Lonzo Ball contract to do so, I can't knock it because at that point you've traded – a, a, a contract in a player that you haven't gotten anything out for, for you know, a full season in last season. It's going to be another full season this season. So it's going to be two and a half years. If you're able to bring in, and let's let's not act like Tyler Hero is a terrible player, right? He's a very flawed player, especially on the defensive side, and he's not perfect. Is he a bit overpaid? Uh, it really depends on, you know, how you look and view the, the way that the contracts have risen in the NBA in the, in the last few years. But Tyler Hero is absolutely a player that can, Get your buckets, right? And if that's coming off the bench for you, you can do a lot worse than that, right? We need shooting. We need some uh, some stretching the floor out. So, again, if they're able to, to to segue the Lonzo Ball contract into that, I can't be mad at that. Now, as far as the James Harden part of it, I do think the fans have died down on that. I think most people realize James Harden to the Chicago Bulls would be a terrible idea. It's a terrible idea, and it's literally one of those things that would literally make me be over this front office. And I would never stop being a Bulls fan. That's never going to be the case. That's never I – mean, I'm a Bulls fan for life, so that's never going to change. But that is one of those moves that I would literally have to look at this front office and be like, I'm waiting outside the UC for AK because he got to catch this fade. He got to catch this fade at that point in time. So, you know, you know, that's what it is. James Harden, again, a player that's going to put up a lot of points. He's going to win you a lot of games and help win you a lot of games in the regular season. But the postseason, that starts being – that starts where you start getting into the area where it's like, hey, can you really trust James Harden in the postseason? I, 
I don't know if I can, right? So I agree with you there, man. Shout out to the, to you, man. Next voicemail. This one's from Reginald. Hey, Hayes. This is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia. I uh, just got done watching the Lockdown Bulls for uh, Pat. And while I agree with the idea that they would be actually a good fit to help the Bulls improve, I just don't see the Bulls wanting to play Zach Levine for them because I think that's the main point of having Zach and game on the same team. Once again, I think the only, the best option for Portland will be to trade uh, game to Chicago for like DeMar, Zoe, and Three first round picks, one thing now. Uh, they can either trade them to LA after that for Rue Hakimura and Jared Vanderbilt to get more time, or they can just let them walk and then use the career ending exception on Zoe afterwards, turning up like 48 million from their uh, book at the end of the year. But uh, tell me what you think. Oh, and I also agree that uh, no free agent point there. I'll say really overpay on Kent, Jeremy Grant. Thanks. Listen, and I, I get it, and, you know, you're saying that the best that the Portland Trailblazers can get is, like, DeMar and, and three first-round picks from the Chicago Bulls. Listen, that that's – that. I, if a team won – and we've talked about it. The New York Knicks can offer a deal that can blow that out the water. Hell, the Brooklyn Nets really, in reality, can offer a deal that can blow that out the water, too. The Dame ain't coming to Chicago. It's not happening. Dame is not coming to Chicago. I get that him and him – and, uh, DeMar DeRozan sharing agent and things like that, but he's not coming to Chicago. It's not happening. Um, I do think that we can get involved in the Portland Trail uh, Trailblazers trade with the Heat just because we we have something that no other team has in the NBA, and that's we have those uh, those protections on Portland's first-round pick, right, that go up to 2028, 2029. And the reason why that may be uh, beneficial for the Portland Trailblazers is keep in mind, we get that pick the next time the Trailblazers make the playoffs. And while they aren't, doesn't look like they're going to make the playoffs anytime soon. Who's to say that Scoot, Shaden, Anthony Simons, right, Chris Murray, that they don't hit their development fast, right, kind of like the 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 baby bulls in a way, right, the Kirk Heinrich, Ben Gordon, Luau Dang-led bulls before D. Rose came here. Those were teams that were making the playoffs. They didn't do much in the playoffs, but then at that point in time, you're then going to lose your pick. Let's say Scoot does have an amazing season and, and comes off in year one or year two and pushes the Portland Trailblazers to the playoffs in year two or three. We have that pick for the next five years. We have that pick. So if the Portland Trailblazers look at that and say, hey, no, we think that this is a team that can make the playoffs in the next five years, they could definitely want that pick back, right, and to remove the protections from that pick so that way they can keep adding young talent to that core because they're never going to be a free agent destination. So that may be the Bulls in on getting in on this Dame Lillard trade and getting something back for it. And we'll see what that ends up being for the Chicago Bulls. But Dame Lillard coming to Chicago, I, I there's no, I, I'm still saying there's no way in which that happens. Now, if I have egg on my face for that, it is what it is. We'll see what happens. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This is another one from Shay. Yo, what's up, Hayes? How you doing, man? Look, I know, and I know I've said this before in the past, but... I think we should run the offense through Nikola Vucevic. The reason why I say this is because, think about it, it only makes sense. DeMar DeRozan can get his shot at any time. Zach Levine can get his shot at any time. And when you think about it, Vooch is the only real one besides DeMar that that could collapse the defense and that could kick the ball out for an easy shot. Now, I know that's going to be hard to do with DeMar DeRozan and all that, but I feel like... If we establish that inside game early and early often in games, we will win a lot more games than we lose this upcoming season. Now, look, I know what you're going to say. Oh, DeMar DeRozan is going to prevent that because he operates in the mid-range. Yes, 
that's true, but Zach Levine is a good shooter. And they, and like I said, him and DeMar can get their shots going at any time. And Patrick Williams has developed himself into one of the best three-point shooters. And Javon Carter is a great three-point shooter. And I feel like Vooch will help him. Running offense through Vooch really helps him a lot more times than not, especially get himself in the offensive game. But, hey, I could be wrong. Anyway, tell me what you think. Peace, my nickel. Running the offense through Vooch, I think I think a lot of people realize that this is probably the best move for the Bulls, right? And I think that when you see how Vooch plays in Orlando, how he played out internationally, Vooch is a is better because he's such a smart basketball player. And when we say play through Vooch, it doesn't necessarily mean he still gets the he gets the most shot opportunities. It just means that he is one of the highest IQ basketball players that you have on this on this team, especially passing wise. And I think that if a player like Kobe White wins the starting point guard position, it makes it even more valuable to play your offense through Vooch. Maybe not every single possession, but a lot bigger chunk than what we have in the past. I think that that can open up. It opens with the game for Zach. It opens with the game for for um, for um Kobe White, as I said, if he if, whenever he's on the court. It opens up the game some for Patrick Williams as well. The only player that really doesn't benefit from things going through Vooch is DeMar DeRozan because DeMar just isn't that good off the ball. He just isn't, right? He's better with the ball in his hands. So that would take Billy Donovan having to make a, a substantial change to the way that he operates and runs this team. Now, that is the most dangerous thing to kind of bet on with this team, in my opinion, is hoping that Billy Donovan is going to make a change of that magnitude. But I still do think the best bet would be for this team as it's currently constructed. And while you don't have a true half-court run the run run the um the the offense through me point guard, that that Vooch would offer that best situation and scenario for the Chicago Bulls. But, hey, guys, let me know what you guys think on that one down below. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Casual Kelder. Hey, you knew Kelder was going to call about this one. Look, guys, let's be intelligent fans. Let's, you know, we can talk about Dane Lillard. Everybody knows he's really good. We should also know he's really not coming to the Bulls. They um, don't have a lot of the assets. I mean, they're ranked as, and I know it's just hoop type, but they were ranked as a team with the worst trade assets in the league. That tells you something. Um, they were have to trade at least. I don't even know what they have to trade. But um, you know, you're talking about losing Levine and Williams and a bunch of picks. Why would Damian Lillard want to come? You know, come to Chicago? He has already kind of said Miami or nothing. So let's put that one to bed. Let's talk about the real important thing here is Zach Levine. Look, Zach Levine's been on trade rumors um all summer and off season and last season. Does this mean to you, do the Bulls, um, internally, are they just not believing in him? Um, do they think that maybe, I don't think they think they made a mistake maxing him, but I don't think that they believe he is that guy to take them into the next era of being really, really good or contenders. Um, and I, I mean, I'm, for one, I'm happy. I don't think he is. I don't think he ever was. I thought if they had to tear down the whole team, um, he should have been probably the first to go because he might have had the most value. But that was just me. I know, I know, I know. I'm a casual. I don't understand all the wonderful things he does. But um, to me, you don't build around a scoring-only guard. Um, I'm glad to see that the front office might be seeing that, and they might get off of this and try and get some assets back for him, maybe try uh, more bites at the two-way apple. But um, what do you think? Does this – all these rumors, do the front office, do they think Levine is, you know, not that guy? And do you think he's going to keep coming up in trade rumors unless they win 50? I mean, 45 wins, what's 45? You know, that's, that's decent. But, you know, you got to have some sort of future and assets in the future, too. What do you think? Um, Is Levine gone? All right. And I knew Kelder was going to jump on this. And here's what I'll say. No, it does not mean that 
that, let, let's be clear here. If the, if the Chicago Bulls front office just wanted to move Zach, they could, they could move Zach. Them listening to offers is different than shopping. Now, like I've said before, and I do think that it can eventually get to that area where they start looking to shop Zach Levine, but I don't think it's because they're necessarily out on Zach. I think that they're going to evaluate. At that point in time, I've said two years, right? Zach will be a player going into his 30s. They may look to do something, but those young players got to step up, right? And we could talk all day about Zach wasn't the player to build around. And, you, and I keep presenting this question to you, Kelder, and I haven't gotten an answer yet. Who else on the Chicago Bulls roster should they have built around? The, the answer is they didn't have anybody, right? And building around a player like Zach Levine adds versatility to even if you do move off on him, it's a more modern team at that point. And that's why it was the right decision to build off Zach Levine's skill set, even if you don't necessarily believe that the player is going to be your number one once you get to the where you want to be, because that skill set is a more well-rounded one, especially offensively, and it adds versatility for how the rest of the team can be built around that. Now, do I think this, and I've said this on an episode earlier in the week, where there's smokes, that it's eventually going to turn into fire if it's not yet. And so while they're listening to offers on Zach Levine, if the team doesn't excel, eventually in a, they just have to make a move. And Zach Levine sending him out to the team, getting, and what we've heard back, they still hold high value for Zach. And so because of that, like if they do get that value that they seek and, and see Zach Levine in, they're going to get a hell of a package back or a hell of a player back. And so what we heard last is that the, the Bulls want a young player, they want a veteran, and they want at least three first-round, I think it was two first-round picks back for Zach Levine. In this modern day that we live in, that's a hell of a, of, of a package to get back, and that shows that you do still believe in the value of the player, but you may also have to recognize and realize it's time to go in a different direction. And I do think that the Bulls can get into that place eventually, right? And so we'll see what happens with that, but this team, they're, they're, they're going to keep trying to build and improve this team. And like I said, I think the next time that the Bulls make a substantial move is the summer of 2025 because that is when, you know, the Bulls, all the first-round picks that they're owed theoretically should be out by then. They have their, all their own first-round picks. And then at that point in time, you know, if they do need to take a step back, they own all their future picks. So if they do make a trade that's going to make the team worse, they're then in the lottery with their own picks and don't risk another team benefiting and getting that. And that's where I think the next time we could see something majorly change with the Chicago Bulls roster. But hey, let me know what you guys think down below. But that's my time for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bulls Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullscentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.